Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. For the Blues, trying to play that one below the goal line. Comes back to the point. Rebound! Oh, what a save by Lukanen again! He has done it again. Another highlight reel save with Shen standing on the doorstep. And Lukanen got the glove over in time. Like any Greek tragedy, starts off so, so beautifully and ends in heartbreak. Dan Dunleavy there on the call. Ukopeka Lukanen won. It really was a great save from last night's game. However, he lets in three goals after that on just six shots. Yeah, you needed like four more average yeah, saves. Yeah, and then total, he lets in six for the night on a night where St. Louis just really wasn't bothering him too much. Nope. And it was very, very frustrating. Sabres continue to not string games together. They've only won two games in a row once this year, and it was, I think, October going into November, a yeah. run there. Yep, it was it was the Halloween game into the first game against Philly. Yeah. So it was the it was the shutout against Colorado and then the Philly game. Been a very very frustrating start to the year, but let's get some hockey talk. As on the Western Hotline, Luke Fox of Sportsnet joins the show. Luke, how we doing, my man? Doing pretty good. Um, yeah, just uh, back to regular hockey games in Toronto after um, I, I got the pleasure of of going over to Sweden and catching the, the global series four games there. So uh, happy to be back on home soil. And uh, it seems like there's a game every other day. How, how was that series, by the way, as someone that dreams of one day backpacking Europe, whenever I get the time, like how was it going overseas? It, it feels like the NHL still to its, to the chagrin of many fans, just doesn't really promote stuff a lot. I, I feel like I just saw that, like, out of nowhere, games were at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, oh, they're in Sweden. So, like, how was that experience? It was wild. It was a, a real treat for me. I've never been sent overseas uh, for work before um, and never been to Scandinavia. So it, it was it was incredible. And the whole city kind of came alive. And it wasn't just you know, people that lived in Stockholm, um, you know, you, you came across people from all over Europe that all of a sudden it's a, 
a short flight. And, and like you mentioned, it's in their time zone um, to go and attend one of these games or, or many people went to all four. Um, now it's a bit weird when you're at the game because it's a, a bipartisan crowd, right? They get no one team has a true home game. Um, so the, the cheering is a little bit mixed, but um, the hockey was fantastic. You know, most of the games went to overtime and, you know, it, it felt like a celebration of the sport itself with, you know, you heard many different languages spoken in the concourse. And it's a really cool thing that the NHL does. I, I learned that they, the event itself doesn't make the league money, but it, you know, keeps the foreign broadcasters happy, the foreign sponsors happy, and it helps grow the game. Like, I think one of the coolest things was seeing a lot of young kids um, Swedish kids and, and other European kids checking out the practices and getting selfies and autographs from some of these NHL stars. So I think it's a tremendous initiative. And it, it is one of those things, like you, like you mentioned, I think if you're not on site, kind of like the outdoor games, if you're not on site, you don't really feel the impact. But you ha- if you happen to be in a city where it's happening, um, it takes over the city. So one thing that we see a lot with like the NFL is they'll they'll go over to, you know, England and they'll play games and and you get a lot of random jerseys. Was there any like what was like the craziest jersey you saw at this? Because like you said, there's not really like a fan base. I mean, sure, there's you know there's Swedish players on these teams, but it, it was probably a little bit of a mixed crowd of in terms of jerseys, right? Like, what's the craziest thing you saw? Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. Like, I don't know if you, you guys probably remember um, when the the Bills did a Bills in Toronto series. Yep. And they, yeah. play, they played a couple games at, at Skydome. So I went to one of those and it was just like a celebration of the NFL. Like you saw 30 different jerseys, like everyone representing their, their own team. Like there was plenty of bills, but like in a city like Toronto, which doesn't have its own NFL team, we're fans of all sorts of random teams for, for different reasons. And there was a little bit of that going on in, in Stockholm. Like, yeah, I saw a Vegas Golden Knights jersey, right? They weren't there. Um, and, and so that, that is kind of fun, you know, the devils I saw and, and, you know, they're not there. Like I saw Marty Berder Jersey. So it's just kind of like people are just fans of, of the league fans of the sport. And it was one of those events where you felt like you could represent kind of like an all-star game a little bit. That is something I have liked about the, uh, the European series for the NFL them. Like you, you do, you truly do just see like random jerseys and I will always get a chuckle out of, you know, a game being played in Munich and you see a Mark Sanchez old Jets jersey and you're like, <laughs> I haven't heard Mark Sanchez's year, name in years. It's, it's a good time. Uh, speaking yeah. of Toronto though, they are, they've been an interesting team this year. They had a very, very interesting off season with the departure of a longtime GM and, and kind of, it almost feels like, the start of a new era, even though many of the players are the same. Luke, what do you make of, of their start to the season? It's been a really uh, wild start to analyze. So they, they're piling up points. You know, this week they've already had two shootout wins, but they're not doing it in convincing fashion. So it, it's hard to really knock them because they're right there in a playoff spot. They have a winning record. Uh, you know, they keep on trucking. If you look at all their, their core guys, whether it's Austin Matthews, John Tavares, William Nylander, Mitch Marner had a hat-trick last night, Morgan Riley, all their core guys are playing well. So it's hard to, to really rip into them. But when you look at their underlying numbers, uh, this team is struggling. Like They barely win in regulation. They're not putting teams away. They let teams claw back. They now lead, lead the league 
in shootout wins with four. Um, so they're, they're not a dominant team. And, and that's what they're supposed to be at this stage in, in their trajectory, right? Like all their best players are firmly in their prime. They fancy themselves a cup contender. But when you watch the games and don't just look at uh, how many points they have in the standings, they're quite flawed. Um, and, and what has contributed to that is the fact that half of their top six defensemen at the start of the year are injured long-term. Mark Giordano uh, being the most recent one, he, he broke a finger blocking a shot uh, in the Florida game on Tuesday. But there's uncertainty around John Klingberg, who's seeing specialists about his hip and, and debating whether or not he should have season-ending surgery. And Timothy Lilligren has a high ankle sprain from, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, Brad Marchand kind of slew-footing him a little bit in, into the boards mm-hmm. about a month ago. Uh, so he, he's not coming back anytime soon. So their defense is in a, in a troubled way, and they're kind of masking that with some excellent goaltending from Joseph Wool and the big guys having, uh, you know, taking turns having big nights on the scoreboard. Uh, the fascinating thing is, you know, they were in on the Nikita Zadorov trade that went to Van- he went to Vancouver, uh, but they don't have cap certainty. So they're kind of in, um, Brad Trillivan's kind of sitting and waiting to see what's going to happen with Klingberg to see if he can, if he's on LTIR, if he decides on season-ending surgery, he can go use that $4 million of Klingbergs and go into the trade market and try to give, give the defense some help because right now they sorely need it. Yeah, I think that's been one of the prominent things I've noticed with the Leafs so far is the injuries on defense, and then at the same time what's hampering the defense from getting better is those questionable contracts from for Ryan Reeves, David Kampf. Mm-hmm. I mean – what do you make of those? And like looking back, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. It's kind of coming back to haunt them to sign those, you know, grinder guys that 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 go out there and just to be physical and things like that. Like you said, the the big guns are producing, but it almost seems like they could use that bottom six to just kind of have that, you know, every once in a while. Hey, that bottom six player is producing well, and Austin Matthews doesn't have to have a four point night. No, it's a, it's a great point that you make there. And if you look at the ice times, it's it's severely lopsided. The top six, especially with these overtimes, are just it, that's the that's the group Keith trusts, and he hardly plays his bottom six. Um, you know, partly because of guys like Reeves. I mean, Ryan Reeves is what he is. I I, I think you kind of knew what you were buying there. A lot of the um, the reason for that addition was kind of off the ice and. and the intangibles he brings and hopefully some enforcement. The David Camp contract is a tough one, over $2 million bucks a year with some term for a guy who's a fourth-line center and hasn't got off to a great start. That's looking like a tough way to spend money right now. Hopefully he can rebound a little bit. But you're absolutely right. Like They lean so heavily on the top six, and the coach is, has so little trust in the bottom six. Um, you know, Right now they have an offensive third line with – Max Domi and Nick Robertson, but that group isn't trusted defensively at all. So you're wearing out your big guns, um, who you hope are fresh for the playoffs when it really matters, and you're not getting much from from the bottom half. And it's going to take a toll, I I think, as the season goes on. And I just look at the Vegas Golden Knights, you know, who won the Cup and were able to roll all four lines, had no issue putting their fourth line up against the uh, opposition's best uh, forward lines, and the Leafs don't have that. This is a very lopsided team, both in ice time and in salary allotment. 
Staying with the Eastern Conference, one team I think many people probably actually for the last two years have thought would take that step back and start kind of falling away from the traditional powers has been the Boston Bruins. And to mm-hmm. it feels like most of America's uh, pain and suffering, Boston refuses to die. What have you made of their incredibly hot start again, even with all kind of the changes they've had on the roster? Yeah, incredible. Really remarkable. I, I feel like we've done this before. We predict the the demise. Uh, like when are when are the Bruins going to start giving some points back to to the rest of the Atlantic Division, right? And it just doesn't happen. Like I, I thought for sure uh, this would be the season that they'd get off to a slow start, just because the center position is so valuable in hockey. And losing losing the the reigning Selkie champ Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci, who's a fantastic two C, losing both those guys. To retirement, um, still productive in the, in their old age, I thought would just be a bit of a death knell for them. And the other thing was, you know, they had both goalies rolling last year, and you wonder if that was sustainable. Well, it turns out it is. Um, so that their goaltending has been off the charts. Uh, Brad Marchand is is taking the mantle um, from Bergeron, who took it from Chara, and the leadership and the buy-in uh, to the team game. Is, is fantastic. And then David Pasternak's a superstar. Charlie McAvoy is one of the best defensemen in the league. So they have, they have these pieces, but they also have a, a culture uh, of buy-in of team first of, you know, everyone plays the right way. Um, you know, defensively sound. If injuries happen, we've got the next guy up. They seem to fall into line. And I think Jim Montgomery, like he's, he's a heck of a coach. So they, they have a lot of good things going for them. They had a little bit of a dip, uh, you know, in, in the last week or two, but they're right there at the top of the division, and I would not have predicted that. That so, kudos to them. The Leafs act—they're going to be running into Toronto, so I'm going to get to see them firsthand tomorrow, and that should be a doozy. Another team in the division that you know was expected to take a step, and then added another piece recently, Detroit. With the signing of Patrick Kane and with how Detroit's looked so far this year, I know their underlying numbers don't look as good, but what do you make of them so far, and what kind of impact do you think Patrick Kane's going to have on them? Yeah, it, I think it's it's going to be questionable. Like If you look at the history of guys coming back from hip resurfacing surgery, uh, they, they aren't the same player. Um, you know, uh, I'm hopeful just because I'm a big fan of Patrick Kane's game. I think the league is is a better league when he's in it and active and on top of his game. And it was a little disheartening, right, to see him with the Rangers and struggling even before that, that deadline trade with, with Chicago. He just didn't look like himself. It, you know, surgery was the only route uh, for him to, you know, have a chance to get back to his old self. Um, so I, I'm rooting for the guy. And it is kind of cool that he reunites with Alex Sprinkett, one of his, his favorite uh, line mates ever. Um, but to be honest, guys, I, I thought Buffalo would be in the spot Detroit is or Ottawa. Like of those three teams that have kind of been doing a patient rebuild in the, in the Atlantic, uh, Ottawa, Detroit, and Buffalo, I thought Detroit um, on paper looked like the team with the least chance to take this step. So they've, they've been a, a real pleasant surprise. I mean, their goal differential is, is plus 17, and, and the only team better in the division in that category is, is Boston at plus 19. Like they've been fantastic and it's uh, a little bit unorthodox. You know, they have a rotation of defensemen um, that they, they keep moving in and out. Uh, they, they've, been, they've been carrying three goalies 
Alex Lyon uh, didn't get a start until recently, and then he's just been on fire as their third string goalie. So it's kind of been a little bit by committee, um, but it's been a real nice story because, you know, you want those, you know, real true hockey markets to do well. And Detroit has been so bad for so long, um, just a natural cause of the cycle of, of having that incredible playoff streak that they had. Uh, it's nice to see them finally coming out of that. And then you toss in a guy like Patrick Kane and, and there should be a lot of excitement in, in Motown. Well, painfully, you did mention them, and, and you had high hopes for them. But Buffalo, uh, it, you know, it's 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 been another kind of trying start to the season for the Sabres. Tate Thompson goes down with an injury. Jack Quinn, we knew coming into the year, would probably be missing quite a bit of time. You know, Devin Levi just gets sent down this week to Rochester. What have you made of the start? They're sitting now at 10-11-2. They lost last night to St. Louis. I don't know if you listened to their first hour of the show. I'm not very happy about it. I'm, I'm struggling to find reasons of why this team is so inconsistent. But but what have you seen from them so far? Yeah, well, you you just said the word I was going to say, and that that's inconsistency, right? Uh, like, they, they show flashes uh, of greatness. Um, you know, and, and I think Zach Benson's a, a fabulous story. I, I, I'm a I'm a Devon Levi, Levi fan. I, I'm a little surprised that he's struggled as as much as he has. Um, I don't think it's a bad move to to get him some confidence down on the farm for a little bit. But I I had predicted that you know maybe he'd get off to a stronger start and and maybe run with it um, just because I, I was pretty high on him as a young goaltender. But uh, you know, and injuries for sure have have a factor in this but I think it's just inconsistency and it's a little um it's a little curious to me I mean I I mean I know there's injuries and stuff but it is a little curious to me I don't know if you guys have a theory just because last year it seemed like they had something going towards the end of the year they felt like they were really gelling it felt like a tight room it felt like a, a young team ready to take a step so it's hard for me to kind of put my finger on it. Um, you know, I, and I know Tage Thompson is, is a beast, but there has to be something more at play. Like, what, what do you guys think it is? I've kind of gotten to this point. Me and Josh were talking about it yesterday. I think initially when the Jack Quinn injury was announced and we kind of knew he'd be missing time probably into January, I didn't see the injury as maybe as big of a problem because they had so much forward prospect depth that it was like, okay, somebody like a Matthew Savoy will come in, or Yuri Kulik, Isak Rosance, somebody would come in and maybe fill that role. But you've seen on uh, effectively that second line, which now has J.J. Paterka and Dylan Cousins, that was so good last year, even when the first line at the start of the season wasn't totally gelling. It's It's been a rotation. You know, Dylan Cousins has not really gotten off to a hot start because he's kind of gone everywhere. Paterka's been great, but it's been a lot of moving pieces, and then I think a big part, and Josh, you can kind of jump on this as well, depth scoring. They're getting almost none. Mm. Peyton Krebs finally scored last night for the first time in his career. Zach Benson's 18 years old. He's only got two goals, but you're expecting quite a bit from an 18-year-old if you need depth scoring, and he's kind of the guy. And it feels like that's a big part of why they just, when the first line isn't going, they're in a real tough spot. Yeah, and and you have have Casey Middlestad. That's probably your only, I guess you could say, depth scoring because he's playing a lot up and down the lineup, especially with Tage Thompson being hurt. But in, in my eyes, it's just I don't think they really lost any of that gel or that chemistry. I honestly just think that might be this might be how they are in, in terms of starting out the season. Because we see it, we saw it last year. They went on a seven or ten game losing streak or whatever it was in the beginning of the season when Matias Samuelson got hurt. But I mean, at this point, Luke, I, I don't know. Like from from the outside looking in. What do you think they would need? Like, do you think Patrick Kane would have been a like 
uh, an X factor almost in terms uh, of like helping out the team or, or do you think it's something else? I, I don't know. I mean, and I, I thought, you know, Buffalo should be in, in the mix for him. Um, just like you, you mentioned, like they do need more scoring. Uh, but there's, there's so much uncertainty. And I, I wonder if it would be, if, if the story, like the romanticism of, Hey, here's the arguably the greatest American player ever coming back to his hometown to rescue this team that is on the, the longest playoff drought in the NHL. And I, I wonder if it would be too much pressure or uh, if the spotlight or on Kane might detract from the rest of the team and the young group they're trying to build there. So I'm, I'm a bit of two minds of that. Like maybe, maybe it is for the best that he ended up on, on a different team. I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of fans there that, that are disappointed. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if that's exactly what they need and, and maybe, maybe they just need to be patient, but I'm not ruling them out yet. I mean, the lightning are in a funk right now. Uh, Detroit, you know, we mentioned their hot start, but I don't know if I'm a hundred percent on board and the, it's still kind of mushy there in the middle of, of the standings. Uh, and very few teams in the East are, are going out and grabbing it like Boston is. And, and like Florida seems to be as well, that I, I'm not ruling out a wild card. You know, maybe they get a boost when, when Thompson's healthy and maybe they, they start to figure it out. Luke Fox of Sportsnet here on the Western Hotline. Luke, just one more question for me, and it's this has kind of been the story in hockey this week, and I want to get your thoughts on it. But the Corey Perry situation mm. in Chicago, uh, just it, for me personally, it just it feels like Chicago continues to kind of be just. It feels like the '80s Soviet Union. Just no information gets out. It's a lot of rumors. You know, it, it, Corey Perry himself did release a statement, so I, there's a little bit more transparency here. But what were your thoughts on everything going on there? I mean, Kyle Davidson, even the the Blackhawks GM, kind of he was very emotional. It it seemed like and, and very upset with some of the rumors going on. But it just it felt like such an ugly situation, an ugly end, and it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it did. And I think we, we still have more questions than we have answers. Like Kyle Davidson's press conference was extremely vague. Uh, I didn't really like the tone of it. I thought maybe he came off as, uh, as a young GM a little bit in over his head. And, and I, I would have liked to see like a president or, or someone more senior step up and, and as opposed to throwing Davidson out there to the walls. And it got, you got the sense he wasn't allowed to say much. I think the big thing for me was once the rumors started, they should have nipped them in the butt uh, swifter than they did. So Davidson came out at the top of his press conference and said this didn't involve any other player or any uh, other player's family. But that, you know, clarification came probably 24, 48 hours too late. Mm -hmm. Like, I, like I think they should have jumped on that angle swifter and before letting it it get away and I think Perry himself has to take some responsibility his statement didn't come out until yesterday and and he reiterated the same thing but if that is in fact the truth they should have been quicker about this Uh, you know they have what is supposed to be the future of the franchise and a guy who is you know hopefully one day supposed to lead this this storied franchise back to the, the promised land and in his first couple months as a Blackhawk, you have this circus hovering around him, um, you know, seemingly unnecessarily. It, it is a horrible look. And as an organization, they should have jumped on that angle quicker than they did.
Luke, just to wrap up on a, a little bit of a, a fun note here, the New York Rangers just released their third jersey. I don't know if you've had a chance to see it, but oh no, it, it, look it up. It it looks interesting. The logo is about the size of the city, and there's a lot of stripes <laughs> on the arms. So I didn't know if you'd seen it, and it, it, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it real quick. But I guess if you haven't seen it, well, let me let me see if I can find it really fast here. It it, it basically okay, I got it. I got it. Yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, the logo's too big, <laughs> and there's a lot. There's a lot of narrow stripes. On yeah, I, the, on the arm. That I don't I'm know what they're going of. for there, but it it's it looks blurry. Like it looks like my screen is blurry. And they got the the number on the on the shoulder like a football player. Oh, yeah. I, I hadn't even noticed that. That's yeah. yeah that's, that's that's far a choice. too high. That is a choice. <laughs> well, yeah, that's something. I mean, I'm all for I'm all for creativity. Uh, if I was oh, if I was a Rangers fan, I might pass on this one. No, that makes sense. I eh, I I always I always get interesting with like these third jerseys. Some some are amazing, others swing and a miss. Luke, yeah. we've taken up too much of your time already this morning. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your Friday to come join us. Hope we can talk again soon and down the road as well. All right, sounds good. The Sabers do third jerseys right. I'm a fan of the. The mm-hmm. go-ahead. Yeah. You just right. gained bonus points in our book. Good job. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank All you, right. Luke. Talk again soon. All right, bye. That was Luke Fox of Sportsnet here on the Western Hotline. Yeah, I, like that's my thing with third jerseys. Like some are hits, some are totally. This misses. is a this is a this big is a miss. Whiff. This oh. is a miss. Oh. I didn't even realize until you brought up or until Luke brought up the the, the numbers. numbers on the yeah. side. That's that's a choice. I, I'm scrolling through the replies here, and and like you know they have the the same color. Like some people are posting other ones, and it's the same color blue, but with the New York across the chest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that, I like that. And then there was um, the old one with like the Lady Liberty logo. Oh, like okay. that one's really good too, and it's got like NYC on it or NYR. I think NYR. It is. I think. Yeah. I All think right. it, it. They need to put Lady Liberty on this. Yeah, and, and and I just actually read something else. Apparently, I just saw this. The stripes are something to do with like the lights at MSG. I, I guess. Okay. That's what somebody from the organization said. I feels like we're trying too hard or here. Or just do the diagonal Rangers like they used to. Yeah. yeah. That I, it, probably it, feel, it feels like nostalgia. we're trying too hard. Just you, you go back to the classics. Everyone likes the classics, and you work from there. All right, we're going to take a quick time out here. We're going to transition over to football, but if you want to join the show, 803-0550, if you want to give your thoughts on the Sabres. Or, Josh, I know you want to talk some wide receivers with the Bills. We'll do that after a quick time out here. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt filling in here on the Extra Point Show, and you're listening to WGR. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.